0: and welcome back this is complete feng shui I'm your host Tony Lantas and in a moment I'm going to introduce you to my gorgeous co-host Michelle castle now before I do that just a reminder that this show complete feng shui is a fortnightly show and this is the third installment if you're listening live on LinkedIn LinkedIn Facebook YouTube Twitch and Twitter payo is ready and waiting online to answer your questions provide you with links about anything that we talk about today now today's show and uh, before I get onto that let me just uh, do our welcome to country which I nearly forgot so welcome to country is part of an international movement that acknowledges the special and important role indigenous communities play in the development of a country's cultural identity i respectfully acknowledge the people of the yuganba language region the traditional owners of the land in which we broadcast and meet and pay my respects to the elders past and present and all aboriginal and torres strait islander peoples here today Now, a little bit about this show series is based on uh, Chinese astrology and feng shui and metaphysical studies. And I co host with Michelle Castle, who is a feng shui master, an advanced teacher, scholar, an educator of metaphysics majoring in Chinese astrology. Michelle has successfully navigated feng shui industry for over 20 years, mastering a deep understanding of the multi-layered science of practice. Michelle has taught feng shui, Chinese astrology and metaphysical studies for Silk Roads Austro- uh, Australian. Asian Studies at Curtin University and worked extensively on interiors renovations and with emerging businesses and established enterprises through many years of practicing she has become an expert in consulting and the subject matter around complete feng shui and Chinese astrology she is also an author a public speaker and brings with her a wealth of knowledge and experience to this new feng sui series welcome back to the show Michelle hello um i I was commenting. hello (laughs) (laughs) absolutely i can hear you that's gorgeous before the show um i was commenting on the beautiful background that michelle has in her zoom today and later in the show i'm going to ask michelle a bit more about that Um, But a reminder, if you have any questions or would like Michelle to answer anything on these shows, please connect with Michelle via email. It's Michelle1L at CompleteFengSui.com or otherwise you can contact either of us on all of our socials and the links are available wherever you're watching this interview either live or post show now today the focus of the show is going to be on house and home and this is great news for the audience because it means that we'll be talking about things that are actually quite easy for you to do and concepts that might be easy to implement in your own home and house or if you're considering buying renovating or moving So um, one of the first questions I was curious about, and again, Michelle and I've talked about this, and it's about the overall aspect of the home or house and the optimum ways in which it would face. Now, from my perspective, I've always been told that you should have a northerly, Or northeasterly facing home because that's the best aspect um, if you're in the southern hemisphere and if you're in the uh, northern hemisphere then the southerly aspect however i know from talking to michelle that this is not always the case so michelle what does feng shui have to say about the way a house faces
1: well it is always one of the first questions and a lot of people will actually um connect with me and they will go oh i want to buy a house and what what face facing direction should i actually have for for my house and i bring it back down more to an individual point of view so mm. possibly um a southern or northern facing house will actually work really quite well if your choir direction mm. is an easterly direction um or if you're uh, A west group person in your choir directions well then obviously the northwest southwest northeast and west directions would be more favorable to you so i don't think it's a question that can be answered really simply because it feng shui is actually very much about manipulating the energy for the individual to match the home Um, i do a lot of work with designing new homes and um block selection for people. And mm. it does. I, I I don't think there's any perfect facing direction overall. Good. Um, because I think it's really an individual direction for for the person. And then we would overlay like flying stars. You've got flying star energy, which tells a story within the home. And also it comes down to interestingly enough, which people yeah. don't even probably think about or consider um, is what is your career? Like what is your career choice? So if you're an accountant and you need to have a career that you need to really have a trust factor, well then a north facing home is particularly good for you. But if you're somebody like you and me, where Mm -hmm. our business and what we do is all about sales and telling stories, I suppose, well then a west facing home would actually be more favorable for us. So Mm -hmm. each, each direction actually taps into a particular area of Korea. So if you're into the environment and eco, you would have a particular facing direction. If you needed a lot of reputation and recognition and hope, well, then a Mm -hmm. south-facing direction would be really good. Um, If you're into luxury items and goods, well, then an east-facing home would be more favorable to you. So this goes not just from a home point of view, but also really from a business point of view. So when people mm. are picking businesses um, and a, a block or a, or a unit that they need to run their business from, then I uh, need to know what industry they're in so that mm. they're actually in a favourable direction for them, but the building's actually in a favourable direction for what their they business. actually want it to do for them. Yeah, so so yes. so much more about action. It, it's about mm. aligning the action um, mm. and what you're wanting to, to receive and to get out of it than just going oh well a north facing direction is favorable or a south facing direction is favorable yeah. so yeah, a, a, a little bit more deeper and more interesting than what what, what
0: people realize yeah michelle when you talk about the QI, um can you explain to the audience what that means and how you um get that uh, reading or understanding
1: Yes, so a choir direction is also classed as, um, some people call it eight mansions, it's classed as qua or gua or like a life direction as well. And ah. this direction comes from your date of birth. So yes. every year, regardless of what year you're born in, you, it comes down to one of the nine numbers, um, comes back to a master number of um, between one and nine. And each of those numbers has four favorable and four unfavorable directions. So half of those numbers are are east group people and the other half mm-hmm. are west group people now the choir direction you can't actually fix or change you, you are kind of
0: stuck mm, with it it's life. Life. like life, yes. like your
1: blueprint of, of yes. what your capabilities are in life uh-huh. but your choir direction your four favorable directions are actually like career sleep health romance um overall well-being your Mm -hmm. negative directions will actually bring you total loss they'll bring you legal disputes they'll bring you um bad health and challenges Mm -hmm. in life so Mm -hmm. you obviously want to face a favorable direction for you now the choir direction actually comes from the magnetic pull of the water content in your body from the sun and the moon so it's very similar to when we go oh it's a full moon everybody's yes. going crazy so the your choir direction is actually very similar so it's very important that you understand and know your choir direction which you can go on multiple programs online um, I actually teach choir directions mm. um, but you can kind of find your choir direction online quite easily um, these days that's and good to know then you make sure that your home your bed um and your desk uh, um mm. is in a favorable direction for you so basically you're in flow you, you you don't want to magnetically be pulled in the wrong direction all the time Definitely. otherwise that is what causes poor sleep poor health and 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 challenges within businesses
0: fascinating fascinating so that little discussion was around the um, the way that the house faces the other component of that is actual placement of the house on the block of land or where it's situated so in terms of hills and mountains streams greenery forests roads it's all energy isn't it Michelle so how what are some of the things around the placement of a house that people should be aware of and does that well, apply to apartments for instance
1: it, it actually does it applies to all landed buildings um, and this is where feng shui actually originated from so feng shui oh. originated with the correct placement of the building so the building oh. was always placed um, basically like an armchair so you you kind of want an armchair effect with your home so you want a, a building that is higher behind so you could have a high fence or you could actually have a hill you could have really um solid trees or you could mm-hmm actually have a higher building behind your home Um, and we say you then have mountain support so you have support from behind you then also have um, equal height on either side of you so you are supported on either side which is why um, blocks and properties that are on corner blocks aren't Mm -hmm. always favourable because it means one side of your home is not supported It, it is kind of it's open to to the elements and then we have an open space in front of us so um, we need the open space in front of us so that the energy the chi can actually enter the home so it's very Mm -hmm. much like an armchair effect so if you Mm -hmm. look at your home like an armchair you have open space in front of you so you can stretch out your legs Um, you have support behind you so that you can sit back and you're actually supported and then you can put your arms on either side so that you're in a comfortable position so ideally this is the type of position that you're looking for when you're looking for a block of land or you're looking from a home you Mm. also want to make sure that your home is always above the road so if your home is below the road it means Mm. you're not going to be able to hold your money luck so very important that the home Ah. is above the road Now the open space in front ideally would be water. So if your property faces water, then you Mm -hmm. have the water in the front and water represents cash flow. So back in the day, the farmers placed their homes on the side of a hill, so they had height behind them. They had Mm -hmm. open space and they had a stream or water in front of them, which Mm -hmm. pulled in the flow actually to the building in this day and age we Mm -hmm. look at roads as our water flow as well so roads are actually classed as a water vein so we can't all have water in front of our home obviously (laughs) um but we but a road will actually work actually the same
0: ah very much you just
1: want to go uh, is my house positioned like an armchair
0: okay so if you're thinking about a unit for instance and it faces the sea um and and you have a unit on either side of you um and perhaps a unit at the back that's ideal from a unit perspective am I understanding that
1: yeah it it actually is because if you've got an apartment block at the back or something higher at the back you you, you've Mm -hmm. got your mountain support you've got your river or water in front so that's your water and Mm -hmm. then yeah you've got support on either side so an apartment block or an apartment building is very similar Ah,
0: oh, that's incredibly interesting that it works like that. And yes, now I'm just thinking of my own home and how that works. The next uh, interesting part of the home is the bedroom. And I've got some graphics while Michelle's talking I will try and um, make sure that we get them up but there's a lot to talk about in terms of feng Shui and bedrooms and it's about uh, you know where they are whether they have mirrors whether they have windows their paintings furnishings um, and their bed placement for optimal sleep and rest and I can talk to this in terms of a personal experience but Michelle Talk to us about bedrooms and feng shui. Okay,
1: well, bedrooms, I believe that the bedroom is actually the most important room within the home. Um, because the bedroom is actually the area that you spend the most time in. So the first aspect is you need the head of your bed, so where your headboard is, to have a solid headboard. You you Uh definitely need um, solid headboard support, so you need support within your bedroom. Um, It's also very important that your bed is located in a favourable choir direction, yes. that it is also in a favourable position within the bedroom. Bedroom. so you want a wall behind your head mm-hmm. and you want to visibly be able to see the door while you're sleeping ah. um, so um, you want to be able to see the door so you want to be in a secure position while you're also sleeping and mm. definitely no mirrors we, we we don't want mirrors in the bedroom I um, know. a lot of people have floor-to-ceiling mirrors and yes. mirrors aren't overly favorable within the bedroom so mirrors and jobs the job of a mirror is actually to draw in the energy that it sees so you can imagine while you're sleeping if you're mm. sleeping in front of a mirror the whole time you're sleeping your energy so similar to you qua the magnetic pull yes. and the energy your energy is actually being drawn into the mirror so you find that you have very um restless sleep and you also wake mm. up very exhausted and tired um yeah. which is favorable for most people like bedroom feng shui is a whole topic we could do a whole show to about bedroom feng shui i, I know so many do's and don'ts within the bedroom and i look at a home and go the bedroom is the most important room in the home because that's where
0: you've got to get your sleep and rest you do you do
1: and if the energy in the bedroom is not right you don't have the ability for favorable relationship luck you don't have the ability to make money you don't have the ability for health and you in fact probably spend more time in bed sleeping Um, so your energy is within that room more so than any other room within your home so the the bedroom i think is one of the most important rooms but so when you're designing a home or when you're purchasing a home it's really important to make sure that your bedroom is right and correct and favorable actually for you the occupant
0: yep and that that it it's not just about bed placement it's also about some of the furnishings michelle so um we just spoke about um mirrors but does that extend to like windows and lampshades
1: Yes, it does. So um, from lampshades and um, personal effects within your bedroom, it's really nice to always have things in pairs. I find if Uh I walk into a bedroom and I find there's a um, photo or an image of a single woman as such within the room that will straight away, I can go, oh, okay, so you're single or you are very alone within a relationship. So Mm -hmm. um, your art form is very strong symbolization within a bedroom. You should never have pictures of water in a bedroom either. Um, Because water within a bedroom um, represents too many emotions and it can also Mm. represent financial losses too many windows in a bedroom will Mm -hmm. actually cause the effect similar to mirrors so too many windows I find a lot of the new homes have a lot of windows so Mm -hmm. the same energy is drawn in between windows and doors so if you've got a lot of windows you've got a lot of doors and you've also got mirrors it means the energy is actually drawn in and it's bouncing about so the the energy is not very settled within the room It, it becomes very busy and very chaotic and you don't want a busy and chaotic feeling in your Bedroom, like your bedroom, um, a room of rest, it's a room of security. So for optimum health and optimum stability within your life you actually want a really nice calm bedroom Mm -hmm. now the colors in the bedroom um, really once again colors and elements come down to what you actually want out of your relationship so Mm -hmm. um, I tend to go start with quite a clear palette make sure your colors are a little bit more on the warm side than the cool side if a bedroom's Mm -hmm. too white and it's too cold in feeling I Uh actually feel that is the energy within the relationship as well so a very white sterile bedroom will mm. mean it's a very sterile type of relationship there's quite a cold type of relationship there may not be oh. a lot of intimacy within the relationship so often we'll go okay we need a little bit more passion within our relationship we need to add some red or we need to add yeah. some or we need to add some warm color tones, um, mm-hmm. which will actually warm up the relationship
0: ah okay gosh there's a lot in just bedrooms and that's only like one element of one room in the house um i want to go to um bathrooms and we've had a little bit of a chat about toilets before but bathrooms what can you tell us about bathrooms Okay, and i'm going to well, get some graphics up because we have a beautiful bathroom
1: Beautiful bathroom um and this is the thing these days we do make our bathrooms really beautiful bathrooms mm-hmm. used to be um the outhouse they they used to be the room where you remove you, the waste and 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 there are a room to clean and cleanse yourself so yeah. um back in the day bathrooms weren't as glamorous as what they actually are these days and now we tend to make our bathrooms often more glamorous than other rooms of the house mm-hmm. um so bathrooms I don't tend to ever believe in a lot of symbolization or a lot of cures within bathrooms because really okay. the bathroom is the area to remove our dirt remove the waste and to have a shower and to remove any negative energy it's a room where we should be cleansed and actually cleaned so okay. a bathroom should often be practical um mm-hmm. the obviously you put the toilet seat down Um, people have a thing about covering drains um, because they feel the the energy will actually slip through and slide through and, and go down the drain now bathrooms are usually placed in the position and rooms within a home that there is negative flying stars or their negative um facing directions if you mm. really go back to the design so bathrooms are really good for removing negative energy so a bathroom can actually be designed and used to your advantage um, if you design correctly when you build yeah but often we're going in and we're band-aiding so we're, we're, we're way past the point of design and build <laughs> yeah and, um, from a feng shui you got you go in into correct what what is actually happening within a home. So then bathrooms, I tend to bring that back to the colourment and element that is actually needed within the bathroom. So a right. bathroom once again should be clutter free. Um, it should be clean and um, relatively minimalistic um, okay. within the bathroom. So you want it kind of clean and clear and um, neutral within its colours. Of course, you can add the towels and um, decorations of the element that is required for that pocket of the home. And Mm -hmm. that can be done from either your bagua level. Um, So if you've got a bathroom in the north, you would say you would be adding some water elements. So you would add blue to that bathroom. If your bathroom's in the south, you would be adding some fire. So you could add some pink or purple or red. Um, as an example, um, if your bathroom's in the east or the southeast, you would actually add more plants. You would add mm-hmm. the wood energy um, to to that pocket of the home. Or if you looked from flying stars, you would then take it right down to the energy and the elements that are required to to balance out the flying star within that pocket of the home as well. Ah,
0: so just got touching back on two things. Um, the first one was cure. Now, when you talk about cure, can you tell the audience what that means from a feng shui perspective?
1: Okay, so a cure is when you're balancing out the energy. So a feng shui practitioner or master will come in and they they can I come in and I read the energy of your home and I go, okay, the energy within this room is about finances or it's about relationship luck or it might be about your health. So a cure is usually... Um, a lot of the time it's the symbolization of a product. So cures can be classed as a product, cures are the same as a remedy. So, a remedy mm. and a cure and symbolization are actually all very similar with their context. They're all um, adding an element, adding a product um, to actually control or balance the energy within a room. So, you don't necessarily need to use feng shui products. So, when I say yeah, yeah. cure, I would never put a feng shui product, I would never put a Buddha um, or um, a wealth symbolization in the bathroom as such, but I would cure it by by. adding the elements that is actually required for that area. So you could use plants, you could use crystals, or you could use the um, colour of the elements that is actually needed and required, which is where we bring in colour to balance and bring harmony to a home.
0: Okay. Another quick question around bathrooms, when you're thinking that some of the most beautiful bathrooms have those amazing big bathtubs, plus a shower, plus a double vanity, are there any implications from a feng shui perspective about those elements within a bathroom?
1: Um, I I don't think so. I do think it is nice that our bathrooms are so I glamorous. do too. Um, <laughs> so yeah, absolutely, I, 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 I'm not against having a glamorous bathroom at all. Um, bathrooms, but bathrooms are meant to be quite practical. So, yes. um, it's quite practical to have double vanity. Um, yes. and yes, it, it is. is obviously, I think the larger the bathroom, the easier it would be to actually get flow within a bathroom. Mm. So your bathroom is quite large and it's quite open. That means the energy has the ability to actually permeate and to to, to mm. flow through it far easier than like a small um, type type of bathroom. So mm. I think large bathrooms are very nice. And mm. I think these days with feng shui bathrooms are looked at quite differently to how they were originally looked at which mm. means we have to treat them like a room within the home like we would treat any other room or other sector, room. which mm. is why you decorate um and
0: you cure accordingly ah okay fascinating stuff the next Most important room in the house from my perspective is that of a kitchen and again, I'm going to try and get some uh, graphics up on the screen, but kitchens are like the work center of a house. I'm now curious about how that relates to feng shui.
1: Okay, so a kitchen is actually generally your health point of the home. It is where the food is cooked to give you nourishment. Um, So the kitchen nourishes the 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 soul um, and it also nourishes the body. So um, once again, kitchens these days are actually really quite beautiful.
0: A a, a lot of- The one on screen um, is beautiful.
1: Beautiful. Um, Kitchens are very much classed as the heart of the home and the center Mm -hmm. of the home. Normally from a design point, we don't like to place the kitchen in the center of the home um, because that's usually adding, the kitchen has a lot of fire energy because you have your stove um, Mm -hmm. in it and it is also a working space. So kitchens are best not placed in the centre of the home and kitchens are also not best um, placed in the northwest pocket of the home as well, because Mm -hmm. otherwise the northwest pocket is said to actually exhaust the patriarch um, and the patriarch (sighs) is the man of the house. So normally we don't want the man of the house energy actually undermined so Mm. um, when designing we we try not to place a kitchen in the center or in the northwest Um, kitchens do's and don'ts once again from Mm. a design point of view does come down to the individual because we often like to have the stove the knobs of the stove and the hot plate is said to need to face a favorable direction for the patriarch once again this comes about the the energy and um, the soul and the nourishment for the patriarch for him to be mm. supported within the home um so we definitely we we it's always about the placement of the stove um and also you don't want clashing elements within a kitchen so you don't want a stove and a sink in line with each other because that's the clash of the water element um oh, okay. the fire element so it comes down to a little bit more design color wise within a kitchen um we would then once again go to Which pocket of the home is the kitchen in? So, what elements are required within that kitchen, color wise, um, Mm. and what elements are required within that kitchen? um from a bagua point of view to, to to actually make the most of the kitchen within the home obviously kitchens yeah. we want to be clear of clutter um, we want yeah. them to be clean and um we actually don't want knives out on the bench knives are um Why not? Yeah, knives well knives are known to cut friendship and they cut relationship like a knife is after all nice job is to actually cut things so if, if you've yes. got a knife lock in your kitchen that is not said to be be healthy. Um, the new design of our kitchens, the way that we are actually designing and building, particularly here in mm. Australia now, we're having a lot more like galleries and but- butlers' pantries um, yes. Yes. created. We, we, which means, um, and that is more the old style of a kitchen. Um, so back and in the day, better? yeah, back in the day, the dishes and the cooking was actually always done in an outhouse. It, it wasn't. Mm. in the kitchen like we have it as such these days so that is actually more favorable um to have the kitchen in a galley style so um again the waste and what is not required is not actually in the heart of the home so um, i think kitchens are very important but they often are an area that uh is very hard to cure because often Mm. the stove will be in front of the sink
0: um the the design is already set and put because they're opposite often so you'll often have a sink and 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 the stove is opposite with that triangle idea of 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 working so yeah and
1: a kitchen is actually like a bedroom it is an area and space that you do spend a lot of time within the home so you do want a kitchen to have um very favorable luck but it is once again an open kitchen will allow the energy and the chi to actually flow um Mm. so it's having the balance of all the elements within the kitchen um some feng shui masters will go down to even the correct height of a a, bench. a bench. Um, so that the height is actually favorable for the occupant as well so i think from a practical point of view feng shui is actually very practical um mm. if you really power it back um it comes back to practicability. so i an uncluttered open kitchen is obviously favorable the bench height being the correct height for the occupant is also very favorable and then we would go we want balance within the kitchen we want a balance of elements we want to balance in numbers so two sinks is even against one sink being odd so um it it depends how how detailed you actually want to go with your
0: kitchen yeah um Michelle in terms of um things like tea towels are they things you can use to cure um a kitchen can they be used okay
1: Yeah. So often I'll say to people, you need to, um, if you need to bring in an element, so you may want to bring in um, fire energy. Um, So often a kitchen will have a great deal of fire energy anyway, because all electrical appliances are classed as a fire element. Um, But if you want to add a little bit more, you, I would go, okay, well, you want to have, if you need to bring in the metal element, you would place more stainless steel um, appliances within the kitchen. Um, if you needed to bring in more of the fire element, I would say, okay, have some. let's have a red fruit bowl or a red kettle yeah. or toaster. Um, you could bring in some red... T- um, tea towels um yes. or place mats, um into your kitchen if you were wanting more water energy in the kitchen water energy was required um and there's lots of arguments you want to settle mm-hmm. and still um, energy then you would bring in a lot more blue within a kitchen which you can bring in your tiles or you could yeah. um, um put some fish I, I i suppose in a bowl or on a small tank on the kitchen bench ah, you could okay. add tank. So you can bring some plant energy into your kitchen. So it's actually working with the elements. And this is where we can accessorise quite easily. And Mm. that is generally the elements that we do bring into a kitchen. It is using the accessories and the colours within our kitchen Mm. to actually
0: balance out the energy within a kitchen. Michelle, thinking about kitchens and, and the fire and energy, is it then better to consider keeping your kitchen relatively neutral with neutral colors
1: yes that's that's usually Mm -hmm. um when I'm designing, I usually recommend to people that they do keep their kitchens and their homes relatively neutral because yeah. often, um, and also from longevity for a resale point of view within a home, mm. Mm. I can walk into any home and know exactly what year it's been built um, simply by looking at the style and the design of their tiles. So if, you, if you're going with really what is the latest fashion within your kitchen, it is going to date very quickly, yeah. which is going to cost you a lot of money at a later date because you're wanting to do a, an update where if you keep your kitchen and most the majority of your home relatively neutral um, in your colours and your styles, um, then it is very easy to mm. change, um, switch it about and change because you can just bring an element in. It's very easy to either have one year have green appliances and the <laughs> next year you're wanting to bring in red appliances. So, yeah. so so, so, that's much cheaper than having to do a complete kitchen renovation um, Absolutely. because your, your elements are completely out for your particular
0: home fantastic um the next area of the house or home that i thought i'd like to talk about is that of the outdoor areas so verandas and decks is there feng shui that applies to those spaces so they're kind of like relaxing or socializing or they're outdoor spaces outside the home are there considerations from a feng shui perspective about those they actually are
1: because when you look at the feng shui of your home and also from a block of land so the Mm -hmm. energy point is actually at at the heart at the center and then the energy kind of permeates completely out um, from the center of your home to to your block boundaries as such Mm -hmm. so depending which direction your verandas or alfresco areas are placed Mm -hmm. um, you can actually tap into that bagua direction and you can also tap into the flying stars to Mm -hmm. actually in Enhance that area. Now, our outdoor areas, particularly our verandas and our frescoes. Particularly here in Australia, they are like an extension of our home, and yeah. these days they are very much like under the main roof. Um, so they we we spend a lot of time within those areas. So my advice usually for colours and placement is you would go with the same of what is actually required for for mm. for that pocket. Um, the same it it needs to be safe. Um, like you, you you don't want broken timbers and balustrades. Um, it's similar to the Home. You 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 want it to be safe. You want it to. Um be in good repair um, and you also want it to match so it needs to be friendly it needs to be comfortable and it needs to be uncluttered Um, very similar to your front door because energy actually enters from the outside so energy is always going to enter through a door or through a window or through an entry point so a veranda or alfresco area is actually very open sector so you Mm -hmm. want the energy to be able to flow quite easily so the Mm -hmm. same make sure that it's clutter free and make sure it's comfortable
0: yeah okay um if you're thinking about outdoor areas and and thinking of um, maybe colder climates where there might be um a heater or um a a wooden uh stove or something like that in terms of yeah yeah barbecue um what about their placement in an outdoor space is that a consideration Yeah, well, it Mm. it is, and it's always a consideration Mm. that is taken into
1: place when I'm feng shuiing home, um, particularly yeah. the barbecue. And these days we have a lot of wood pizza ovens built in, and we have a lot of outdoor kitchens also built in. So they are taken into consideration from a design point of view, the same as a kitchen would be um, mm-hmm. internally within a home. So yes, I always do design work on alfrescos and barbecue and veranda mm-hmm. areas to Where like it's similar to saying where where do we place the water feature? Where where, where yeah we place yes. outside um so your 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 barbecue and your wood fire heaters um, and heaters of any kind um, needs to be in a pocket that is fire safe so it, it really comes down to, to to the elements so as a rule of thumb um fire is always best in the south so in a south pocket of a veranda or an alfresco area is actually your safest location um yes. for your 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 barbecues or your your heaters. Um, mm. Your next location for that would possibly be the northeast or the southwest um, pocket of a veranda or fresco. And for water, for a swimming pool mm. or yeah. um, a, a water feature or a pond, normally we would place those in the north. Um, The north is generally safe because the north is um, of the wood water element um, and it is also representative of career and business. So Ah. you kind of want that supported so you would put water in that area Um, or you would put water in the southeast because the Mm -hmm. southeast is a wood direction and the southeast water gives life to wood from an element point of view. So Mm -hmm. that means that water is actually increasing your cash flow. It is increasing your growth within the home so if you if you pare it back to really simply the direction um that is a good start um yeah. but the more powerful method is actually to look at your flying stars because the flying stars is as we've discussed before the the actual elemental um energy pockets within the home and the flying stars tells the story and the characteristics and aspects of what is actually happening within the home so that is like the blueprint of your home similar to your date of birth which is your blueprint and your characteristics so flying stars is where we really use elements and we really use placement Um, Mm -hmm. but from a beginner's point of view um, Mm -hmm. then you, you kind of go what is a safe pocket so south is actually your safe safest pocket
0: for fire Wow okay Um, the next thing I have that I wanted to talk about is the placement of plants greenery etc and I know feng shui uses um, bamboo and kumquats can you explain to the audience why they choose why particular plants or plantings seem to be more readily used and what's the consideration around them um, the kumquat
1: sand bamboo is actually used because of the symbolisation and the significance of what it actually oh,
0: means. So yeah.
1: um, your bamboo is very much a meaning of longevity. So bamboo is actually classed as health and well-being and longevity Um, so we use bamboo actually for longevity within a Mm. home Um, Mm. also bamboo is quite soft it's lush it's green and it grows really really well Mm. so it is a very easy product and it's a very easy plant to actually use and recommend and Mm. of course in China there was a lot of bamboo so there's a lot of bamboo so it has that meaning of health and longevity and we've just kind of tapped into it in this country Mm. as well Um, bamboo can also be used as a cure so often we use bamboo as a cure um, because we use like three stems of bamboo or seven stems of bamboo Um, depending how many stems of bamboo you use each stem of bamboo has a significance and an actual meaning so once again it's lush and it's an easy element bamboo in water is actually a particular cure and remedy that is used quite often within homes Mm. and simply the bamboo doesn't die like flowers like if I said okay you need some you need wood and water energy so place a vase of fresh flowers on your bench and I want you to keep it and leave it there all the time well it's a very costly exercise because obviously your flowers are going to die um quite 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 frequently but bamboo mm. actually won't so your bamboo will actually stay there and it'll flourish and it'll grow so it's is really good as a long term cure um within people's homes so bamboo is all about longevity um and that's why we use it now kumquats and limes and fruit trees um mm. the color orange actually symbolizes wealth so whether you're using a kumquat a mandarin or an orange um the it color doesn't orange matter it's the, the color, color it's the symbolization of wealth so so the more profuse your fruit trees are the more the 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 heavier they are with fruit it's the Mm -hmm. symbolization that the more wealth is actually coming to you so often i recommend fruit trees because the fruit trees are significance of growth and they're also Mm -hmm. significant of wealth which is really important and most of the time people are more interested in wealth and how how they're going to get that almighty dollar than Mm -hmm. um what they actually are with anything else within a home. So um money is very important. So um kumquat trees are often recommended at the front of the home. So I often ah. say place two kumquat trees in a pot and some red pots at the front door of your home. So mm. the kumquats flourishing is the significant significance of wealth. I know myself every time I walk to my front door and my kumquats yes. have got little flowers all over them and they and they're about to be laden with kumquats. I, I automatically go, oh money's coming to me. Okay. So, so yes. it, 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 that that symbolisation that we attach to it—that that money's coming to us with the wealth of the fruit trees. The other um, plant that is often used for feng shui is the jade, which is also classed yeah. as the wealth money tree. And, and that is because it's it's fleshy and really jade will really grow anywhere. So the, the more you water your jade, the, 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 the fleshier and 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 glossier the leaves actually become. And that once again is a symbolization of wealth. So we place jade at the front door and the front entry of properties and buildings to encourage of wealth to actually come to us um, and some say you place jade at the back door as well because that will actually hold the wealth within your home so ah. often I recommend at your front door you have a pot with um, a kumquat tree and then also you um, plant some jade around the base so you've kind of got that that double whammy you have got mm. your kumquats and you've got your jade and if both are flowering nicely and profusely that means you've got really good energy coming into your home and you've also got really good cash flow coming into your home as well
0: mm. michelle um is there a difference being between placing a kumquat in a pot versus in the ground does it make a difference from a feng shui perspective or is it no. important to have them in a pot versus in the ground or does it doesn't matter
1: I I just find sometimes in pot you can get them closer to the front door Um, if you're placing them in the ground they're not actually at the entry of your property you will often then go and also once they're in the ground they're going to grow more profuse so if you're Mm. going to put it in the ground normally we would then use oranges and lemons and limes and mandarin trees Um, but a lot of people don't want those at the front door they're they're, they're more kind of a backyard they get big yeah and they're more of a backyard I suppose um, Fruit and tree than actually Mm. at the front. So, Mm. to bring the money luck in for the symbolization fact of the money luck, you would put the kumquat. It's easier just to put it in a pot um, generally at the front door. And not everybody, particularly with rental properties and apartments, Mm. there's there's a lot of um, people, there's a lot of properties that people can't actually plant things in the ground. Mm. Um, So, that means the pot's so much easier for them to be able to To simply tap into that form of luck.
0: Yeah, yeah fascinating um the other area of the home that i was a bit curious about was that of hallways and um because not all homes have hallways but most of them have sort of either an entry hallway or a hallway in the house what's the significance of hallways from a feng shui perspective well, the, whole,
1: the a hallway in, it, back in the day, uh, mm. the homes were actually built quite square. Um, yeah. So the, the entry is very important because the yes. entry is the area that the energy enters. And once your energy enters your entryway, it then decides which way it's going to go. Um, within your home so and the energy needs to permit and come into a home so it's very important that you have a clear entryway and you have a an attractive entryway because energy actually works just like footsteps so if you want to you come to the entry of a home and you go this is beautiful I really want to Mm. enter um, energy works exactly the same way so a hallway is used to pull in and to disperse the energy from one room to the next next Mm. Um, so the larger your entry the better chance you have of the chi wanting to enter and And to slowly decide to which way it wants to go and where it wants to stay Um, a lot of the older homes used to have the hallway and it went straight through 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 the middle of the house the house and there was a front door and there was a back door Mm. and then as the energy went and walked down the hallway it would choose which rooms it wanted to to enter so to slow down the energy from going straight from the front door straight through to the back door you would Mm -hmm. then open all the doors um or you would um place items along your hallway so that the energy in in fact kind of stopped and looked so so a mirror works really well because the chi will the energy will float down and it'll go oh i'll just stop and look at myself in the The mirror mirror. (laughs) and what we do naturally um if if you've got a hall table or you've got some plants it it means the energy has to actually slow down to 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 move around those objects and and really so it's all about the manipulation of the energy it, everything that we do yes. with Sanctuary is actually manipulating the energy and making sure that it disperses and enters all areas of your home mm. so hallways are actually quite important um mm. they probably don't have enough importance in as a design feature um, no. when a lot of people are actually building so a lot of mistakes can be made with hallways um mm. but you you basically you want a, an open hallway you the Larger the hallway, the better. Um, you can go right down to your door placement as well. Like doors should never be opposite each other. Doors opposite each other in a hallway will often cause like argumentative tendencies. So your doors should actually be staggered. So, once again, there's lots of rules um to ha- how, how you place the hallway how is best to have the best flow to me i just go make sure your hallways is, is open that it is light that it's actually clutter free um mm-hmm. if it is too long or it's too large um then the energy is isn't secure so you, you kind of want what you, you it, it's like how do you feel about your hallway um, yes. I, I kind of look at houses and I go well Chi and energy is so similar to me how, how, mm. do, how do I actually feel with when I'm within the space mm. um, do I feel claustrophobic do do I feel free do I feel open so energy is very human within its nature and mm. it reacts really the same way that we react it's like do we yeah. want to go into that room or or, or, or don't we do we
0: yeah, yeah yeah um so if you have a like for instance a dark hallway you can either add some more lights or perhaps a skylight or something that then makes it more light filled and inviting
1: definitely energy doesn't we don't want our energy actually to be too yang so Mm -hmm. anything that is too dark um and too stale the energy does not actually want to permeate that area so like like us we 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 don't actually want to walk into a a dark cold place um (laughs) so energy is not really that different so yes if you've got a very dark enclosed hall I would definitely suggest either having some really good lighting in it so it is actually well lit um, the majority of the time. If not, maybe putting a skylight in. Like ideally, yes. um, back in the day when um, homes were built in China, the, the mm. middle part of the home was actually open and the well oh, actually... Sat I love in. that idea.
0: So so a
1: skylight will actually do the same in the center of your home. It actually connects the heaven and the earth energy. So the Mm. energy is then able to enter the home through the skylight, through the middle of the home, and then it gets the opportunity to choose which direction it wishes Mm. to connect and to flow through. So a skylight in a hallway is is really, really good. It will actually pull the energy in and make it less yang as well
0: yeah michelle we are almost out of time and i my last question is around the way that people um work with you and i'm, I'm just thinking it, so it is absolutely possible for you to consult with someone who's building a new home and help them make that house and that plan more and more advantageous for them personally yeah
1: yes definitely yes
0: and is so- that's that's and, and
1: i can actually i can work with people anywhere around the world yes. um the advantage um in this day and age is google earth yes, <laughs> so, yes. um, so, so i can actually stand in front of anybody's home or property um, which is really exciting and because so much of it does come from an analytical point of view particularly yeah. from your building point of view um I'll, all i need is um an occupants' detail so but by having reading the address um i can stand in front of anybody's home and look at the environment I can take the compass reading from the roofline of a home and I can work from a plan and from people's dates of birth so So even
0: if they've got a block of land you can immediately look at that block of land and go okay your house should look a little bit like this 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 and this this is where the veranda should be this is where the kitchen should be etc etc amazing exactly. and you can do that from australia to anywhere so across the I united so. states canada wherever it doesn't matter google earth will be able to help you exactly plot that out and go well this is what you need to consider do this this and this and you're set to well, have I've a got really
1: google Earth. i'm good to go <laughs> Google Earth and the right information and um, it, yeah. it's depth as possible. So, and, and really when you're building is the ultimate time to get your feng shui yeah. right. Um, yes. Because then everything that you build is in line with you and it's also in line with the environment um, that you are actually building in. After mm. that, yeah, it, it's very possible to correct your feng shui. Yeah. Um, but it's done more from an element point of view and an understanding point of view of what is mm. actually
0: happening within your home. So
1: everything's
0: amazing powerful. amazing amazing and I know from talking to you that you've done lots of that work around um, either new business buildings um, corporate buildings people's homes lots and lots and lots of people want to have the feng shui of the home done correctly and the advantages of that include having a really comfortable safe beautiful home with great energy isn't it that's the difference between walking into a home and going oh my god that's beautiful and it feels comfortable versus oh that's a bit that makes me feel a bit icky I,
1: i i truly do believe though your home is very um entwined with your luck your life luck and your life path mm. and um, mm. I do find um, that houses pick people people don't pick houses we, yes. we we like to think that we have control over everything so we will we always don't. pick a home um, that has a story that matches the similar story to to what we're going through and what we're doing yes. so at the same time if you do work on yourself if, if you educate yourself and you do work and you oh. acquire more knowledge that gives you the advantage To actually change your circumstances, because soon as you grow and you acquire more knowledge, you are likely to move from a home that wasn't performing as well for you to something better. open up, so it's so much of it comes back to us. Like feng shui is all around you. If everybody is affected by feng shui, whether you believe in it or not, Um, but it comes down to the actions that you take Mm. and the knowledge that you acquire, and that's where feng shui is so important. Powerful. make quite a shift and quite a
0: change in people's lives oh Michelle thank you so much we are completely out of time yet again Um, before I let you go we're going to next week next fortnight rather talk about um, the water tiger the year of the water tiger which is 2022 and everything in between around the water tiger which will be a fascinating discussion Um, and I can't wait to have you back on the show Michelle it's wonderful for you to share this information with the audience and okay. we have the beginners yes is out and available the link is on the chat and everywhere you see this video please jump on and get one i've got one i've also got a a number of um (laughs) michelle's books already because i find it absolutely fascinating we will be back next fortnight with another show of complete feng sui i can't wait to talk to michelle then michelle thank you so much for today right thank you bye Bye. everyone that's your lot for the fortnight we'll be back again soon bye